Hey, good morning and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. Hey, so excited to have you join me as today we begin a brand new book of the Bible. Now, what we do here at Ancient Ways for Our Modern Days in our in our daily podcast is we are walking through different books of the Bible slowly, verse by verse, and this is meant to be a kind of a discipleship guide for us. You know, as we think about our life and the busyness and how easy it is to go from thing to thing, responsibility to responsibility, and many folks in my church, they, they long to be in the Bible, but sometimes the, the amount of responsibilities they have, uh, it makes it hard for them to have a consistent time. And so much of what this podcast is meant to be is, is a supplement to your devotions, your time in pursuing the Lord, and, and maybe it, it serves as your devotions for a season as you might listen to this as you get to work and you take a few minutes to think about the scripture and, and have a few thoughts and, and think about the ancient ways, the, the, the ways of God, the, the ways of Christ and, and how he's instructed us and how to live that in your modern day in our world today that is so confused and so all over the all over the board with different ideas and, and ways of living. And sometimes we are not sure um, how we're supposed to live, but the Bible teaches us that. And so as disciples of Jesus, we look to the scripture. And today we're actually going to begin the book of 1 Timothy. Now, if you've been with us since the beginning of the year, we have walked through all of the book of John. It's been a great journey, just looking at, at the story of Jesus as we see Jesus as the perfect sinless son of God, and, and we see his redeeming work for us. What a great story it's been. But now we're going to look at, at Paul as he writes to a young pastor, really giving him instructions of this is what the church looks like. This is how the church is meant to function. And so for us, for our purposes, as we think about the ancient way for our modern day, we're saying, what does it look like to be a Christian in, in relationship to the church family? How is, how is the church meant to function and how should we engage with the church? And so this is a great book and, and we're going to start with just a few verses. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verses 1 and 2. And we're going to look at this text and, and, uh, and really, I think, begin with just a great amount of encouragement. So here's the first two verses. It says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by command of God, our Savior, and of Christ Jesus, our hope, to Timothy, my true child in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus, our Lord. Now, here's what we have. First of all, Paul identifies himself. He says, I am an apostle of Christ Jesus. But he's not an apostle because he woke up one day and said, you know what? I'm going to go apply for a new job. He is an apostle by the command of God. Many of us know the story is Paul is traveling the road to Damascus and he is on his way to go and persecute Christians. And the Lord Jesus comes and appears to him, humbles him, and ultimately calls Paul, chooses Paul to be this ambassador, this apostle, this apostle. He sends, G, or he sends Paul as a, an apostle to the Gentiles. This is not something Paul said, I, I desire. This is rather something that God commanded. This is a command of God who Paul designates as our Savior. Now, we oftentimes talk about Jesus as our Savior, but this reminds us that the, the work of salvation, it is a work that is accomplished by God the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. 
We see this in different texts. We understand that the, the, the triune God is in perfect unity, carrying out the work of salvation. And so he says, by the command of God our Savior and of Christ Jesus, our hope. Ah, we, we could sit here and talk about hope for a while. You know, many of us, we have hope for this fall, that, uh, that our family will be uh, stronger this fall. Hope for, for our work, hope for our church, hope for our own health. All of these different hopes, but listen, our ultimate hope is found in, in Christ Jesus. He is our hope because through his death and resurrection, we know that we are eternally secured, that we will be with him forever. He is our hope. And then Paul says, I am the author. And he says, here's the recipient to Timothy, my true child in the faith. We have this letter inspired by the Spirit of God passed down to the churches. And in it, we see this very special relationship between Paul and Timothy. Paul was not Timothy's biological father. No, Paul was his, his father spiritually. Paul had such a, a, a special influence, such a special relationship on Timothy's life that he says we are like father and son. I think many of us, we think about those who have spiritually impacted our lives. I can think about a handful of men who have been spiritual fathers to me. Maybe, maybe you have a handful of men that have been spiritual fathers to you or, or women who have been spiritual mothers to you. They have invested their lives in your life. They have taught you the word. They have taught you about Christ. They have, they have showed you practically how you were to live out the faith. Like a good father or mother, they have corrected you. They have challenged you. They have, they have called you to holiness instead of to sinfulness. Paul says, you are my true child in the faith. And then he, he issues this blessing, grace, mercy, and peace. Now, grace is classically understood as when we, we receive favor, blessing that we do not deserve. This is ultimately given in the gospel of Jesus. We are given this, this right relationship with God that we did not earn. And then mercy. Mercy is often understood as when we do not receive a consequence for our sin that we do deserve. Again, this is seen in the gospel. We deserve condemnation and instead we are forgiven. And then peace. Peace is a wholeness. A a a wholeness in relationship with God that, that it should be fractured because of our sin and yet we have a, a wholeness, a, a peace and it's from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Let me end with this last word, Lord. It's not Christ Jesus our best friend, not Christ Jesus our buddy, we, we could talk about how Christ is, in fact, our brother, how he is, in fact, our savior. We could talk about all these different titles, but we must never forget one of the titles of Christ is our Lord. See, we, we experience these things, grace, mercy, peace, and they're given to us as gifts in God the Father who sent Jesus as our savior. But, but then we walk in these things recognizing that Jesus is our Lord. We live for his purpose. We live to please him. We live to follow him. 
We trust in the gospel. We're forgiven. We're made new. And in that new life, we have a new master, Christ Jesus, our Lord. Now, what an incredible ancient way for our modern day to recognize that we have God as our Savior, Christ as our hope, to remember the, the special relationships we have with those who are true fathers or mothers, or maybe with those who are true children and the faith as we mentor and disciple others. And to remember all of this is, is lived under this banner where we experience grace and mercy and peace as we follow God and Jesus our Lord. And this is our ancient way for our modern day.